Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Making government work. In the beginning, President Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos Jr., BBM, got rave reviews for bringing in an excellent economic team that would provide economic direction to his government. The economist Benjamin Diakno was prevailed upon to cut short his six-year term as governor of the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, BSP, and chairman of the Monetary Board to become the Secretary of Finance, presumably with a cut in pay. This raised eyebrows in some circles but not enough to cast doubt on the merits of the appointment. On almost every question related to the economy, the president publicly turned to Diakno for his views. The aging former academic thus morphed into the rock star of the BBM administration. When drafting the enabling legislation for the highly controversial Maharlika Sovereign Wealth Fund, the technical staff was reported to have proposed two or three positions for Diakno in the Maharlika governing structure. Highly unusual, but it surprised no one. This situation persisted for as long as the relevant economic indicators were sound. But when the mirage began to crack, and the rice crisis compelled Marcos Jr. to impose a price cap on the imported grain, Diakno was reported to complain that the president had acted on his own without consulting his finance secretary. Nothing was heard from the president in reply, but close observers said he stopped consulting Diakno on anything from then on. Where before the president turned to Diakno on almost any economic question, observers say the president now turned to everybody else except him. This could be an exaggeration, but Chesterton would have called it the exaggeration of a truth rather than a falsehood. Critics have sprung up like mushrooms after the rain, and they blame the uncontrolled rise in inflation and the overall misery index on the economic team whose supposed brilliance needed no proof and dazzled everyone. These critics fault the team for almost everything that has gone wrong, beginning with the recent plunge in the president's survey ratings, they therefore call for the team's immediate replacement. It is not easy to endorse this call, but one cannot ignore it completely either. The economy, which is hardly everybody's metier, will ultimately prevail. If the misery index continues to rise with no apparent solution, the president may have to change his economic team, the sooner, the better. Or he will have, at the very least, to talk to Diakno and his team and tell them to try a little harder. Giving them the cold shoulder and not talking to them at all is no way to deal with an adult problem. That is the least the president can do. His larger option is to reorganize the entire government in pursuit of genuine excellence and honest-to-goodness reform. He needs to take a second hard look at the program he is pursuing and the men and women he has put in charge of the work on the ground. These include the cabinet and the Congress leaders who occupy their outsized positions because of their personal connection to the president. They need a second vetting, assuming they had gone through one before, to see if they could be the president's faithful allies and instruments in prosecuting fundamental and comprehensive reforms or whether their claim to their respective positions is based merely on their shared view of the spoil system. The president will have to be much tougher and much more resolute in dealing with them than he has been until now. He will have to surround himself with men and women who are determined to make public service the final test of their lives. This means he will have to call on the services of individuals who will not only ensure the primacy of his comfort zone but add to the moral and intellectual probity of his administration. He will have to part ways with political allies who have, under the radar, entrenched themselves in various illegal operations. 
Although the Constitution does not allow or require the President to propose any constitutional amendment to change the form or structure of government, he could use his enormous power to encourage political party leaders at various levels to propose the necessary political reforms to change and improve the system. These include the proposed shift to the parliamentary system, which the Senate Committee on Constitutional Amendments and Revision of Codes under Senator Robin Hood Padilla was trying to push until it was pushed out of the committee by so-called senior self-seeking members. A more responsible and sober group of senators, not associated with any unpunished crime like the famous bribery of senator judges in the impeachment and removal of the late Supreme Court Chief Justice Renato Corona, should make sure this proposal returns to the Senate and is deliberated upon judiciously by its members. Otherwise, we shall continue to be hounded by a permanent crisis in the presidency that no election, even one won by an unprecedented majority, can cure. I have consistently argued that, except in the United States and in its rotary clubs, the presidential system does not quite work well for the people it is meant to serve. We need a political system where the rulers are called upon to perform on a daily basis and are immediately turned out of office if and when they do not. This is the parliamentary system, which has worked in most functioning systems in the world. Moving the schedule of presidential elections, as we have done through our SNAP presidential election in 1986, without changing the system, will certainly not work. Especially if the state, with all its built-in powers, cannot even get rid of the unconstitutional and utterly corrupt hold of the Venezuelan election provider Smartmatic on the electoral process.